When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch and uh, big, big news dominating the chat around Jason Taumalolo. Would he, could he play for the Queensland Maroons, Brian? Well, he wants to. Yep. He said like he's coming towards the end of his career and it's obviously a highlight. He's supported the Maroons. I've got no problem with him being eligible to play for those filthy Queenslanders. On the text line, yes. uh, G'day Legends, best pies or anything bakery-wise is in a little coast town called what? He hasn't oh. said a name. He's keeping his hanging. There's a teaser. Yeah, he, he, my man Ben. I know Grumpy Baker. Who's Grumpy Baker? Oh yeah, I do know him. I do know that. Not as good as cooking the baker. I think you mean cooking the baker or the Grumpy Baker. <laughs> yeah, your one's the grass. Okay, let's just get back to this tweet that uh, or post that Brooksy put out. Now, Jason Taumalolo says on his origin eligibility, it's always been a question that has popped up. I'll wait until the rules are decided and we'll go from there. But it would be awesome to play for Tonga in Queensland. Taumalolo is presently ineligible because he played 10 tests for New Zealand before switching to Tonga, but he lived in Queensland. He's lived there since the age of 13, which satisfies origin rules if the ARL Commission softens its stance on Tier 1 nations. What do you think, Brian? Do you think he should be able to play? I think so. Yeah. I think now, moving forward, age 13, maybe he he's – because he's come after the, the new rules will be applied. He might be a little bit of a hard one to do. But moving forward, if, if – you say there's a player who's come over at 13. I, mm. I think any anything, 13 is the cutoff. Yep. Do we agree with that? You happy yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah. Because you've come through the juniors. You've pretty much been under our system. Mm. I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that. Because we're going to be having this conversation. It seems to happen every year we have the same conversation. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And as you said, the influence of the Polynesian kids and things like that, uh, Samoa, Tonga, etc. Yep. We're going to find this situation more and more as these great athletes come through. For example, Victor Radley, he should be able to play Origin, I think. What, even now after playing for yes. England? Yes. It was, was a World, it? it was a World Cup year. He went and played for England. Yeah, but then if you do that, then he's, everyone's he's, eligible. But he's from... No, no, not everyone. Well, he's a different no, circumstance. Not everyone's eligible. No, you have but, to. Have, been for 13. 13. Yeah. He, so, he's played under sevens for Clovelly Crocs. So, so Ronaldo Militalo. So you've got to open up the Kiwis as well. Yes. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you've got to come as a kid. Yep. So play for whichever country you want. Yep. But we're talking state here. We're not talking about Australian qualification. Yeah. We're talking for New South Wales and Queensland. So if you were 13, played rugby league here prior to the age of 13. Yep. Then play on. Pick your state. Yep. Off you go. Yep. yep. I think it's gone now that we're talking about the tradition. Oh, it was always about Queensland. Mm, yes. It's gone. Well, let's be, but, it, but it is still, if you did high realist. school in New South Wales, yes. you're a New South Welshman. But let's be like realist. The, the game is changing all the time. Yeah, and I'm, the rules have to change with it. Yep. Population's changing. People are coming. Out. No, I, I think to end this argument, come up with those rules. If you've played here from the age of 13... And you happen to do a Victor Radley, perfect example. 
he's still eligible. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the run home with Joel and Fletch. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, the great Andrew Webster from the Sydney Morning Herald and Morning Glory, Brian, he was on fire. Yeah, he was on fire. And it was in- interesting to know that he's been writing Wayne Bennett's book for about two and a bit years and he's left one chapter available. Guess what that chapter is? Oh, yeah. yeah fins, fins up. up. He's a major part of Morning Glory. He's a major, major part. His name is Andrew Webster, and he's on the line. G'day, Webby. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Oh, sorry, good oh. afternoon. How are you, boys? Big, uh, big week, I, I'd imagine, then. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm I, just so pumped for Morning Glory tomorrow morning. That's that's what I'm pumped for, boys. Well, your boss, have just, your boss has just brushed us. No offence to you. Yeah. I mean, we, we love speaking to you, Webby. Well, but do you know what's, what's happened to uh, Matthew? No, not a thing. No, no idea. Okay. I seem to be his reserve when he brushes you guys. You come, you come to me. <laughs> well, just never forget. Like, I don't know what that's called. I don't know what that's called. But when I when I was growing up, it was called sloppy seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, either yeah. you or it was either you or Josh Mashud, but yeah. uh, we couldn't get hold of Josh. So. <laughs> is Josh around? Is he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, all I know, uh, uh, Webby, is that uh, Maddie yeah. Cavallo. Came off the bench one day, scored five, and we're expecting yeah. the same for you. Just before we move on. You ever yeah. sold shoes, Webby? He was a shoe salesman? Yeah. What was, what your... was that? He, he used to be, he was a shoe salesman. He used to sell shoes. Who? Ikevalu. Ikevalu. Oh, was he really? Oh, come on, bro. Hey, what was your first job, Webby? I was I was a I was a Bowser boy, i.e. Mm. petrol pumper at a service station on the highway in Yurunga, where I grew up from about the age of 13. So I, that's when you used to, no self-serve, you used to go and fill up, fill the car up and check the tyres and the oil and yeah. get abused by people. It was great fun. You're not that old. No. I, I can't, that was certainly gone by the time I was a kid. I don't even I know how old Webby I is. Old. I, I couldn't guess. Webby, I, could, I couldn't guess your age, Webby. Webby, I'm going to say 45, 6, 7. <laughs> Yeah, seven, I'll... seven, good guess. Forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, it's not. It's, uh, the scary thing is, I, I look more and more like my father every day. Mm. It's a, uh, it's a big concern, particularly <laughs> when I remember a couple of years, couple of years ago, my, my, uh, my little uh, niece. She was about two years old, and I walked through the back gate, and she looked at me and reached her oh. hands up and went. Poppy, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Webby. Um, we, uh, yes. we, we've been smashed on the text line here uh, mm. about pies. Uh, if you're craving a pie, where, where would you go? Where'd you go to? Mate, I'd like, I'm a Villies pie. Yeah, well, I don't mind it too. You don't like the Villies no, pie? No, I do uh, like, I don't mind. I said yeah. last Oh, mate, I tell you what, at the rate you go to Randwick Racecourse, <laughs> they have those little mini yes. Villies pies. They honestly, they had. I tell you what, they had exactly the same pie in the Parramatta, um, in the Combank Stadium yeah, press box right. last Thursday night. Yep. And um, I saw my who else? Who else was there? I saw someone, Christian Nicolucci, my colleague. He had, had about ten, I reckon. Yep. Well, you know what? That, that, that's what brought me to that question, where because you nailed that. I was out there and I'd been eating good all day, and I saw them those little mini pies, and I thought, you oh, know what? I'm going to have one. And I had, I reckon, I had about eight by the end of it. They, they were magnificent. Well, I tell you what, I They're tell very you, Moorish. I tell you why uh, he's been eating pies because, ask Webby, was he seen uh, doing a little bit of pad work? Were you boxing? The oh, other I was. Day? Yeah, down at Rush Cutters Bay. I was today, just a couple of hours ago. Spotted, How did you know that? Spotted, yeah. spotted. Who's no. really? Yeah, yeah. So, that's scary. Who were you? Who were you with? You got? A, have you got a PT? Uh, I, 
No, I trained with this guy. There's a guy I know who, and we he's a he's an old amateur boxer. His name's Chris Ryan, and I uh, I box with him uh, down there three times a week. I tell you where I also tra- I trained um I trained yesterday at the new Allianz Stadium gym. Oh, how Amazing. good is it? How good is it? Oh my god, I felt like I was an NFL player. Did you? Is it two chockers? One of those big one of those big fat. <laughs> Tackles. That's what I like. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to call you the monster. Hey, monster. Yeah. Did you go? Did you get into? You wouldn't be the first. You wouldn't be the first, baby. <laughs> did you get into the plunge pool? The nine degree plunge pool. I actually did. Oh, I did. Awesome. Yeah. Two Such minutes. A... I got two minutes. That's two minutes, good. and then I said, "That's enough." But what about? Um, you feel like you're getting stabbed in the feet. Yeah, but you'll get you if you keep That's doing it. You'll end up getting to 15 minutes. Is it just the most magnificent thing? Is that right? Thing, is it? Oh, it's how good do you feel afterwards? No, the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. So I went with another mate of mine who is an actual, like, a super fit. So he runs ultra marathons and stuff like that. And we went into the sauna where it was 85 degrees Celsius. Yeah. We had 10 minutes in there and then he had 10 minutes in the cold. I only had two minutes. But I came home and had a sleep. I've never felt so calm and yep. relaxed in my life. Now, Kenty, uh, Kenty. Webby, are you doing? Are you oh, no? Because I was, I was getting to the cemetery. No, I was doing this. <laughs> Webby, are you doing the boxing in case you have to throw a few hands yeah. after what we heard about Kenty getting into a little bit of a ruckus with uh, another journo? Does this go on? Uh, this little journo mafia. Well, look, some of those news limited blokes can get a bit punchy <laughs> at functions. I've, I've noticed over the years. Um, <laughs> but I actually, I'm with Kenty. Oh, look, I don't think. Oh, look, I'm not condoning violence, boys. No, at definitely all. not. But, but I will give Kenty his due. When some of these guys want to have a little shit pot you on social media like they do, they're not so good at backing it up in the flesh. So mm. um, I, I actually don't. I can see where Kenty's coming from because everyone's got a big mouth until they. You punch so in it. Isn't he, it. Isn't he, it though? The pen is mightier than the sword, as mm. they say. It can be, mm. and so can the tweet. Yeah, the tweet. Are, are you no. a prolific tweeter? I know you were big on it for a little while. No, I deleted all my social media. Oh, good. I'm trying to eliminate my exposure to idiots. Yeah, <laughs> but you but you come yeah, on, yeah, you come on here though. That's exactly what I thought. That's why I mean, you guys aren't idiots. It's good fun. Yeah. What's uh, what's, what's 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 the story been this today? What are the fans talking about? Is it Blake Ferguson? Are they going yes. in that direction? At yes, all? they definitely. They definitely. What's your what's uh, your two bobs, Webby? Look, I think it's completely reasonable. I mean, Blake only earned about eight million dollars in his thirteen <laughs> seasons of NRL. Like, it's completely understandable that the. The game should play should pay for his his uh, to straighten out his nose. He's yeah. no. You know, you know, uh, Whitey made a point. Whitey made a point, like to to launch it on social media. No, not not a good look. Not a good look. And and you know what? I think if you went quietly, emailed the powers that be, I'm sure, like do it do it without causing all this ruckus. I'm sure they would just. But if it's in the contract, yeah, I know. you cooked. Like, what, it's because he left. It's because he left. Went to rugby. He went to rugby and then he went to the UK. And I think this is part of like the CBA uh, uh, negotiations over the last few months. They're trying to bring in more support, i.e. more money, for players to get surgeries done in retirement. The, pro- the, the impasse between the NRL and the RLPA is that the RLPA want to control all the money. The, the NRL is saying, let's have subcommittees and um, both of us decide who gets the cash. I, yeah, you're right. The way that he went about it, I thought was silly. I think the thing that I took out of it, guys, was 
all the current players that came out in support of him and just bashed up the league for not looking after him. It just says to me how disconnected yeah. those players are, those modern-day players are from the realities of life, where we've got to pay for our own health insurance and, and get things done. Get You know, I just it, it sort of stuns me how um, some of the current players are saying that the league's dogging him because they not going to fix his nose. Well, you, come on. Yeah, you can understand maybe though why that rule or amendment or whatever the case may be is in the contract because, like, take Blake Ferguson and use another example. Say that I'm playing in the National Rugby League yep. and and this is exactly why it would be there and then all of a sudden I've got a niggling knee injury and I go over and play two or three years in England and then oh. come back and then say to the NRL, oh, my knee's cooked for this, this and this. They'd be saying, well, it wasn't all on our watch. So how do we know? With him, it's yes. different because you could clearly see. You know, he, he's playing right wing and his, left, his nose was on the left yeah. wing. You know, like you, you could see that. But if that's in the contract, it, it's really hard to go over, Brian. It is. But I, I'm with but, the players now, and I think they've got to get in. Not, not, a, not forever. Maybe two or three years after you retire. Going to another sport, definitely no. Okay. That, that's what he's done. Yeah, I know. That's what that's what I'm saying. But I'm just yeah. talking about what the players are after now. But it is a, it is a violent, violent sport. And Webby, I know you were saying, you know, you you have to pay for your own, but you're not getting running in it. And a lot of it's a training as well. Yeah, that's the worst. Aren't I? How? Well, Aren't I? Well, I did see you hitting the pad. You got to work on your jab. Um, I do. I think it can't be uh, f- for. It's got to be a definite number of years. So right at three years after you retire. Yeah, within three I, years. I 100% agree. Yeah. I do. Or two I think years people underestimate. Like, like, like that game last Thursday night, boys, I covered out at, uh, at Combank. And afterwards, we went into the rooms afterwards, and here's Cameron Munster with a bone sticking out of his ring finger on his right hand. Mm. So you can't tell me that they don't get paid, that they don't deserve the money that they get. I mean, like everyone, I, I think it's a one of the best pieces of advice I got as a young journo was from Roy Masters, who pulled me aside after we had a few beers one night and said, mate, just always be conscious that players go through so much in terms of their, not just mentally, but what they put their body through every single week, playing injured every single week. And I don't think, you know, either journos or or, um, or the fans understand that. That said, Blake Ferguson did go to Japanese rugby on a, on a deal worth $1.5 million. If he hadn't been busted with cocaine possession mm. and had that contract torn up, are we even having this discussion? No, that's true. So if he'd managed his money better and if he had um, kept his nose clean, for want of a better term, then we're not having this discussion at all. So Yeah, fair yeah, point. I just find it a bit rich to be asking for money out of, the, out of the NRL to fix his nose when he's made plenty of money and you know hasn't particularly looked after it that well. Now, Webby, I know you are writing Wayne's book. Um, I am. Will that include last Sunday's victory? Will there be anything about it's that? The last chapter. The Dolphins oh, are the last chapter. Wow. Awesome. So come on. Awesome. Come on, long neck. Yeah. Get into the finals. <laughs> I did like your article last week because I envisioned when you said the Roosters, our powers of B, had a very solemn meeting at the Carla. I could just, I could see they what. Did. Oh, my God, goodness. I would, I would love to have been a fly <laughs> on that wall. I'd spoken to, I spoke to Nick Politis that morning. It was like, <laughs> It was like he lost a grand final. Yeah. So it's pretty devastated. I think, you know, I, the Roosters are slow starters, but I, I would have expected – and I know they had injuries before the game and during the game, and they, they've got issues with concussions. But 
you would have thought they'd perform a little bit better than that. I'm worried about them, to be honest. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's a tricky season for them. Mm, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. When, yeah, Roger, yeah, when think, Roger comes back. Yeah, but it's no coincidence <laughs> either that the teams who were well represented over there in England. World Cup, yeah. World Cup. They may have a slower start. Hey, uh, Webby, just with uh, this man, Bennett, and, and he, the dawn of the Dolphins is a terrific doco, Stan, and he's so introverted. When you sort of out there interviewing coaches or you've been in behind the scenes, is he completely different to every coach? In other words, a lot of coaches can be very much control freaks. This bloke, he, he makes decisions quick. Which, which appears in the doco, and, and he seems to just have great trust in those around him. He puts more time in uh, making sure he nails the people around him, and then he just he's almost a project manager. Is that is that how you see how it goes? Uh, I do. It's, it's, it's a big difference, Joel, compared to when he was at the Broncos when they didn't have any of that start, and he was a real control freak in those early days in 1988 at, yep. uh, at Brisbane. And him and him and John Rebo basically were putting the club together and they would butt heads because Wayne wanted to control everything. This time around, I think everyone's been really obsessed with um, the squad that he's put together. And if you actually want to look at that doco, and, I, and, and in the conversations I've had with Bennett about this, he was more concerned about getting the right people in. Yes. So he's got, you know, the, probably the best sort of a, a, a coach coming uh through in Christian Wolf, he's got Nathan Fien as an assistant. He's got um, he's got Peter O'Sullivan as his uh, recruitment man. He's got Jeremy Hickman's as one of the best SNCs in the game. So he's got all the right staff in there, and that's probably the best way to to um to build a club. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was no surprise that the best player on the field last Sunday was Felice Kafusi. Yeah, he was, was the he was the first player that they signed, mm. and he you know made a point of showing why. Bennett signed him, um, but yeah, I, I I think he's just more worried about long term. Like the, the they just don't want the sugar hit of, of winning a stack of games in the first season. I'm sure they'll take it, but Bennett was always very big on just making sure they got the right people in first, uh, even more so ahead of who they signed. And you know, it's a it's a it's a smart strategy. It's worked and it's worked for him in the past. Mm. Webby, we had a, a question without notice. We had a text the other day talking about third party agreements. Is there a limit mm-hmm. to how much a club can pay? Uh, or is there a limit to how many players get third-party agreements? I don't think – no, there isn't. No. no. It depends, though. It depends, on, but it's got to be at arm's length yes. and not organised by the club, and that's where it's murky. Otherwise, it's got to go into the cap. Okay. So said third-party yeah. agreements, are they lodged with the NRL? Would the NRL be fully – and would they be fully across on the amount that each player is yes. getting? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all of that has to be all of that has to be signed off by the NRL. Okay. And but it's this is the, this is the problem though, Fletch. It's yeah. a very very murky and grey area. So if we're sitting there and talking about parity across the seventeen teams, yep. that's where it gets that's get that's where it gets tricky. Because if you're a club like the Broncos, up yep. until the Dolphins came in this year, they had a, basically a, a monopoly on on you know the third parties that they can engineer. In Brisbane, in one city. But isn't that just which we were just talking earlier about Penrith and uh, how big their junior base is, and that's such a great advantage to them? Isn't it the clubs that are who who are well run and have a powerful board? Isn't that just good management for them? So when you say it's not even across the board, well, it's because those other clubs like the Brisbane and and obviously the Dogs and Jokes, yeah. isn't that yeah. their advantage? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. I, look, I look, and, and the Roosters are a great example. Like they've got an absolutely diminishing junior um, football base, but their clubs, they're the most secured club 
in the competition. They've got a hundred a net worth of $150 million. Nick's a genius with all the property that he's brought up yep. in the last sort of 10 to 15 years to safeguard the club's future. They've just started up that big academy where they're all where those play those young players are housed at, at Kingscliff. Um yep. sorry, Kingsford, not Kingscliff. I was gonna say that, no, that would have been that'd be remote. Be fun, yeah. Um Long way, to, long way to training. Hope the trains are working. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't be bad, would it? If you a young Roosters, Roosters player living on the Gold Coast, it'd be great. Um, uh, but that's that's where they that's where a, a well-run club um, like the Roosters get by by not having the juniors that they have. They also have a pretty influential board and, and chair yeah. that can help uh, and and coach that can lure players in. So. So that's yeah, why when, when other fans exactly so when other when other fans heads fall off because they go oh the Roosters have signed this bloke this bloke yeah. this bloke they are doing it within the rules of of the NRL salary cap and is that do you know like a club for example how much they're spending on third party uh, would you have any it's re- no it's hard it's it's it, you know what it's really it's a tricky. It's a tricky area. They won't. They won't disclose it. I no. reckon they should. Yeah. Well, that, but that's yeah. more important they, they, to disclose than correct. the player values. Correct. Because they could, you could work it out. Then, you, then you can say, okay, well, they are spending more than St George because they've done a good job of getting third parties. Whether we know the value of the players is irrelevant. Mm. It, it is so Be- irrelevant because you know how we we a couple of years ago, or not ten years ago, the NRL was saying that they brought in a rule saying if you wanted to sign James Tedesco for forty four hundred thousand, mm. they went nah. He's deemed to be a player on eight hundred thousand. Yep. So you couldn't do that old shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, I, I agree. The third party is more important than the contract because then you can see. I know there was a, a club, a southern club. As far and, as for the for the fans for knowing, the fans, yeah, yeah, for sure. But whether the fans need to know or not, you know, that's a, that's another uh, another argument. But a southern club, I was speaking to the coach about eight years ago. And he was, we were talking about exactly this. And he said, well, Club A, they're spending about one and a half million on it. We, we've only got a hundred grand. So he just said, my hands are tired of going out and getting another player. Because managers, the first thing they asked is, well, what can, what's the third party agreements? They can't get rid of it. No. Hey, Webby, just before you go. It's hard to enforce. Yeah. That's the other thing too, trying to enforce it. just before you go, Webby, no doubt we'll be talking about this next Monday because it's a very tricky situation. Uh, and this is on the HIAs. Yeah. Why do we need to have a bloke stripped in his gear waiting to be activated into the game? If we're a game of entertainment, shouldn't who cares how many are on the bench? Have as many as you want on the bench, but still keep it the eight interchange. And, and say in the event that a halfback goes down and hurts his leg, don't we want for the betterment and the entertainment piece of the game to be able to have a young halfback sitting there bringing him on. Why do we need this stupid activation clause? I don't know how to answer that. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I like, agree. Like just if, have as many as you want there, and we don't need to activate anyone. And if there's a HIA, and the other thing is with HIA, to avoid the rort, you must, you must when you come back on the field, so long as the player who came on for you is still on the field, you must take that same player off. You can't be taken off a player who's been on the field for an hour and he was wanting to come off anyway. Like, those two things, Webby, is, doesn't that just fix the whole thing? you think so. It does, it does, it does. But I just, it's like, I mean, you know, I wrote the story a few years ago and Parramatta hated it, but the NRL investigated Parramatta because they seemed to, because big props seemed to be coming off at the 20-minute mark uh, regularly with HIAs. Um, so while ever there's... Uh, 
whatever the this system is in place, coaches are going to try and find a way to mm. get an advantage out of it. They well, used to do the same thing. They used to do the same thing with the head bin in the eighties. Yeah, and the blood bin. Remember the clubs had had the blood bin capsules. Yeah. So you whack one in your mouth and just squeeze it, bite down on it, yeah. and you're bleeding from the mouth. That, right, that's, blood bin. That's right. But but in awesome. simplest form, Brian. So this is how it would work. So you've got a head bin, HIA. Yeah, I'm crook. I come on for you. Yeah. Webby has been on since kickoff. Right, and what where's, happens? Where's Webby playing? Webby's just where, where, screaming where, where, six. Where, six? Laying, laying the foundation. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you up front? Yeah. yeah. You're in the engine room. So Webby's dead. What do you think? Like a winger? No, no, no. Oh, you've been doing. You, Henry's on. So yeah, yeah. That's Henry right. calls on, and that's just right. Webby's whack. So Webby's desperate to come off, right? But then, when I come back onto the field, you come back onto the field, you take Webby off, and then it's you and I back. It's, it's so obvious just to take me back off. Yes. And well, then if you want to use your interchange, that's how you get Webby off. You can't – it would be so easily fixed. Okay. Well, you're an ideas man. Get involved. Yeah, I, get involved. You anyway. are you are an ideas man, Sugar, aren't you? Yeah. Too many probably. You think, you think, uh, anyway. Do you sleep at night? <laughs> yes. You, I reckon you're up you at just thinking. I've got plenty more. Don't worry about it, boys. You should, do a, you should write a book. Yeah. I'll, after I finish Bennett, I'll do you. Yeah, yeah. It'd be riveting <laughs> stuff, wouldn't it? My ideas. Uh, good on you, Webby. Hey, Webby. We look forward to morning glory Webby, tomorrow. Just, just on this, just on uh, when you're moonlighting as a journo, yes, are you, yes. are you, um, you know, I mean, as a writing a, a writing oh, a book, do you have to get uh, permission from the Sydney Morning Herald? To write the book? Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of. <laughs> Oh, he did until you raised it. Yeah, I've written, I've written eight. I've written eight of them now. So yeah, I'm just wondering. They sort of just know that they know that's my thing. And but if I but I always, out of courtesy, tell them that I'm going to go and work for SEN or yeah. And what about do you get commission if they sell over a certain amount of copies? Yeah, this one I will. Okay. Cameron Smith, the Cameron Smith book I wrote with him. That, that's my bonus only just kicked in. Usually bonus, not commission. So. Bonus, sorry, if you hit a certain amount. Yeah. So won't you be yeah, whipping the dolphins hard? Yeah, per, per that's why he's up sometimes and it's, Yeah, sometimes it's commission per book. Sometimes it's a, a bonus, okay. depending on depending on the deal. Yeah, let's talk. I've got a, I want to write do a, a book. I want a book. Did you do a book, Fletch? No, I didn't, but I, sh- I could do one. Mm. I want to do one on my deathbed. Let's, let's do one. Let's no, do I can't. It'll be two heckos. It'll be, no, no, you, you two have the, to do a book. The, and you got to do it like um, too, no, you, you've, you and Webby have to do a book, mm. right? But it's got to be done like uh, what was that book? At a bar. No, better be dead for quids. Oh, Les Norton. Les Norton. Yeah, you got to do the Les Norton edition for rugby <laughs> yeah. league. Webby and, and Bearshead. <laughs> yeah. Well, be well look, when I did Cameron Smith, we sat in his backyard and drunk green tea like for. Day oh, yeah, you won't day be drinking that. Uh, you know where we're no, going. You know so where much. we're going, Webby. You know exactly where, where we're going. That place <laughs> that down at uh, what was the name of that joint? Uh, the Hyde Park House. Yeah. Slim's rooftop. No, I was. Yes. I was thinking the. I was thinking the Las Vegas Hotel in the Cross. Oh, in oh yes. <laughs> That's even better. Otherwise known as the Jedi Bar. Oh, yeah. Anyway, bring, bring it up tomorrow and 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 with the boys and see if there's merit. In a Les Norton style rugby league book, you'd have Fletch, you'd have Maddie, you'd have so many characters who could fill that book. I'm calling my publisher right now. Beautiful, all right. beautiful. Webby, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Thanks, Webby. We'll tune in tomorrow, mate. We appreciate you. That was Matt, that was Maddie Cavallo's shoe salesman's esque, wasn't it? It was. Beautiful work. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. When I say Bernie, you say who, Brian? Larkham. Stephen. Larkham. Larkham. 
brings me to our next guest, He's Bernie. He's a Bernie as well. He's a Bernie, all right. He is the coach of the Brumbies. His name is Stephen Larkham and has kindly joined us on this Thursday afternoon. G'day, Stephen. G'day, guys. How are you? How'd you get the nickname Bernie, Stephen? <laughs> it's a long story. It's a long story. Like my first trip with the uh, ACT team, I sat at the back of the bus and didn't know anyone, so I didn't speak much. Now um, we went down to Victoria and back, and uh, by the time I got home, I think I'd said about ten words. Yeah. And and it was that era of weekend of Bernies. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, one of the boys said I spoke as much as the dead guy out of weekend of Bernies, <laughs> and it stuck. And I hated it. And the more you hate it, the yes. more it sticks. You know how it is. Ah, uh, mate, yeah. I, I was. Just, uh, that's my nickname as well. Not that my Bernie, but my, my nickname, um, Bernie, is Tripod. So, <laughs> like, I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But I've learned to live with it. So, mate, I tell you what, Brumbies flying to zip. <laughs> yeah, going all right. Going all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've. Um, it's a. It's a pretty good start to the season for us. Waratahs, which is our old foe, Blues, who knocked us off last year, and then we got the Reds this weekend. So it's a. It's a pretty hectic start for us, but we're happy so far. Now, Stephen, I've been watching the documentary on uh, Stan Sport, which is Dawn of the Dolphins, and it talks about Wayne Bennett. And I hadn't thought about this with you until just now. You spoke about sitting on the on the bus, and, and those actions would almost describe an introvert, which Wayne Bennett confesses he is and talks about the challenges of being an introvert when being a coach. Would you say you're an extrovert or an introvert these days? You're going deep here. This is yeah. psychological yeah, it's, 101. Heavy. Exactly. Heavy. exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Like growing up introverted for sure. Mm. Um, I think I'm, I'm becoming a little bit more confident with um, speaking to people. That's my job. Um, you know, you're sitting in front of people all day, every day, whether it's players, staff, um, media. So I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable with all of that. But um, yeah, I was, I was someone who would always listen first rather than speak. And I think from that, you get a really good understanding of other people. And that's where I'm at at the moment. Have you got a blow up in you, Stephen? You don't strike me as someone. Oh, have I? Uh, yeah, yeah, occasionally. Like yeah. I do. I do. Like I spray. You know, spit comes out of the mouth. Oh, a few swear, um, swear words. And I, yeah, I don't get physical with anyone or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I lose my rag and, and get a little bit red from time to time. Yeah, that's what coaching does, though, doesn't it? Coaching, I could imagine, like, but I've never been a coach of any. Mm. But, geez, I used to be cheeky to, when you think back. Yeah. Like when I was little. Like up until like Ricky Stewart, I remember I carried Ricky Stewart out of the Bondi Hotel like he was a baby, and I was just and I was rocking him. <laughs> this last week, no, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it last week. This is a beauty. So you got the Reds coming up this week, and we had the Kiwis on yesterday, Brian, our team over there, yep. and um, they said the team for Australia to watch out for most certainly mm. is the Brumbies. Um, how deep can we go, Stephen? Do you feel like this could be the year? Does it feel different to other teams you've been involved in? Uh, with the Brumbies, yeah. I'm only just back uh, from yeah. overseas. So I spent three years over in Ireland at Munster. And um, I was with the Brumbies before that. Um, and the team's definitely evolved. Like We've had really good coaches here. Dan McKellar's done a really good job. But the, there's good continuity with the other coaches as well. Laurie Fisher, Rod Side, Dan Palmer. These guys are outstanding at what they do, and then the squad depth is really good at the moment. Um, yeah, I think when you look at it on paper, like everything's lining up, but there's there's obviously still a lot of work to do. Um, we're certainly not getting carried away. We've got a game this weekend. We genuinely will not look further than that. Um, we'll make sure that um, we've got everything uh, in line for this game first. Um, yeah, like to, to predict where we're going to be at the end of the season, um, 
is, is way too hard in this competition. You, it's the same as every competition. There's um, so many teams in the competition and only one of them is going to win it. So the majority of teams are losing, right? Um, um, so I don't want, certainly don't want to get ahead of myself. Bernie, coming off a win against the Blues in Melbourne for Super Round, how, how was it down there? Was the Melbourne, did the Melbourne fans get around it? Yeah, there was. I mean, it was good. I, I wouldn't say that we had a huge crowd for our game. It was obviously the Sunday, and it was probably, you know, the back of a couple of heavy days drinking for a number of people. Um, but in the streets, yeah, it was very noticeable, um, particularly with the amount of Kiwis down there. They're, they're very um, personable. They come up to you. They want to have a bit of a chat. And I think it was well appreciated by all the players that played down there, yeah. It's really the year of the comeback, isn't it, Brian? Joshy Reynolds goes back to the Bulldogs. Steve, our man here, Bernie, he goes back to the Brumbies, uh, Stevie Larkham, and then, of course, Eddie Jones oh, yeah. is back. Yeah, uh, how right. much have you had to do with Eddie? You have played under him, Bernie, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for years, for years, with the Brumbies and, and yeah. the Wallabies. Yeah, like he was he was one of the best coaches we've, we've ever had um, through that era. I've kept in contact with him since. Um, so I was over in Japan for three years and we'd catch up over there. And then he was in England and I was in Ireland. And, yeah, we occasionally sort of text me- text messages one another. Um, yeah, it's good to have him back. I think he's, he's brought a lot of excitement to the game, a lot of interest to the game. And, you know, he's just the, he's the formidable brain in rugby around the world. So it's great to have him a part of rugby in Australia. Well, he's ruffled a few NRL feathers because he's got a bit of a hit list he's going after and, and number one mm-hmm. is Cameron Murray so do you think like is, is Cam Murray the number one pick for you for if if uh, the Wallabies were searching uh, if, if Eddie says he is I, I trust that because Eddie would Eddie would have the lay of the land there he's probably a guy that came to rugby league from rugby union first I would imagine yeah. Yeah, like did. most of the rugby league players that are any good have probably come from rugby union. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh, yes. Here we go. We're going to start this. We're going to... Do you watch much league, Bernie? Uh, not enough. Not no. enough, no. no. What is it's it? It's a great game. I know it's a great game. Did you ever play it? Uh, one year in school, yeah, I did, actually. And, and, and I supported um, the Blues and the Parramatta Eels growing up. So, oh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of history of supporting rugby league in my family, but no, I didn't really play it. And were you ever tempted to come across, like during Super League? Did any oh. club reach out, anyone reach out? Oh, there were a couple of contracts early doors, not early doors, sort of just as I'd sort of got on the scene with the Brumbies and the Wallabies, there were a couple of contracts that came across the desk. Mm. Um, but that was just to try and pump the money up in rugby. I was <laughs> never seriously considering it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, many just do that, do they? <laughs> what do you think those many just I had a good one. Yeah. Okay, so you got the Reds coming up. This is a big assignment to go. What's that going to be? Three from three, isn't it, Brian? Three it's from three. Three zip, we say. Three and oh. Yeah, well, that's an American. Yeah. We say zip. Three yeah. zip. Uh, that would be lovely. Uh, but just if you want a rugby league connotation, yeah. uh, Aaron Shop, who. Bernie doesn't like league. I'm, I'm getting that. No, but he, li- he likes the Shop family. Blake, Blake's playing for him. Yeah, big Blake. Uh, so yeah. is, is Blake from the rugby league background, you know, Stephen, or v- vice versa? Probably. Yeah. Like, is, is, uh, that's pretty much how it works, isn't it? Like mm. you, you're good at rugby league and then you come to rugby union or vice versa. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. Like Shoppy's been in the John Ident, uh, John Ident's life compy. He's been in the Shoot Shield in Sydney. He's been a standout up there for a number of years. Um, as a loose head prop, so we've sort of pulled him out of that. I, don't, I really don't know the background further than that, though. Mm. Yeah. And do what about, about the, the, do you guys know about it? 
Bernie, what about the, the rebrand or the old brand, ACT Brumbies? What's what's doing there? Well, it's just trying to connect with yeah. the community again, I guess. Um, you know, we, we're far-reaching in terms of southern New South Wales. We, sort of, we went out to Griffith, played a trial in Wagga, um, played a trial out there against um, the Rebels and the Waratahs, and we had really good support out there. There's, there's really good support for the Brumbies in that region and southern New South Wales, but it's just kind of get, getting back to our roots just to really identify with the ACT, people from the ACT first and foremost as the people that we're representing. Well, you're representing uh, that particular cohort this weekend against the Reds, so it's going to be a, a massive game. Uh, good luck, Stephen, and, and it was late notice too, so we appreciate yeah. you jumping on the call for us. Uh, we really do here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. No worries. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Thanks Bernie. Uh, Stephen Larkham, uh, the coach of the ACT Brumbies, uh, looking to go 3-0. and Brumbies hosting the Reds at Geo Stadium. Canberra, this Saturday night, catch the action on Stan Sport or get tickets at Ticketek or Brumbies. Dot rugby. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch and footy's back. There's no doubt about that. You can just feel it. Everyone wants to talk about it. So we got stuck right into round two, Brian. Yeah, we're going to preview the games and you've gone for a couple of upsets. You call me the favourite tipper. Mm. Well, I don't think so because you, my friend, six out of seven favourites. <laughs> Eels take you on the Sharks and it's back to the Johnny Manor Cup. The Johnny Manor Cup. So actually, Timmy Manor's calling the game tonight, so we look forward to that. Uh, but the Johnny Manor Cup, where they which they started, I thought it was fantastic, where they did the minute of celebration for Johnny, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, that's right. So that was fantastic. Yeah, um, now, I do think that uh, we're going to see a big game for the Penrith halves. Both the Sharks and the Eels. I tell you what, the loser of this is under the pump. 0-2. Mm. Oh, uh, Sean Russell's back on the wing for Isaac Lumi Lumi. Ryan Madison, he's still suspended. <laughs> How long? What do you got? He's got four games. Yeah, I think so. Four or three? Back round four. What's he out with, Joel? God, three a bad decision, Gibbo. Oh, right. <laughs> he's out with a bad decision. Uh, no Nico Hines, Wade Graham's out, Jack Williams for the Sharks. I found this really hard to tip. Which way are you leaning, Bears? I've gone Eels. Mm. I've gone Eels. FT, yep. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I just think the Nico factor. Yeah. You take a Dalian medalist out of your yeah, team. that's right. Confidence around that. Yep. Braden Trindle, in saying that, Braden Trindle was the best player for the Sharks last week, I thought. So, no knock on him. But uh, Parramatta, just at home. Yeah, that forward pack. It's different, isn't it? it Hopgood, is Dory. Hopgood was very good the other day. Yeah. yeah. And Cartwright, that back row. You wouldn't have said that last year. Like, no way. <laughs> I know Hopgood wasn't there. Well, Sean but... Lane's just class, isn't he? Yeah, he's on that list. Sean Lane's class. Madison's class. Broncos and the Cowboys. How often have we seen these t- games go down to the wire? Both teams. The winner of this is going to have a major spruik on them at the completion of this round. They're going to be way in the market. Uh, how do you see this, Brian? I see this. The Cowboys took the foot off the gas in the second half against the Raiders. They won't do it this time. I can see the Cowboys in another thriller. They're looking forward to that. Roosters take on the Warriors. Uh, Brian, what is this fixture? Bring back great memories. Roosters and the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, when I'm, my face got punched off by Joe Vagana and the yeah. stick. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That one? That's right. Uh, obviously, you're... That's 21 years ago. You're alluding to the... Yeah, we had a reunion last year. 21 20, years uh, ago. Okay. Well, that's the Warriors taking on the Roosters. Uh, roosters. Okay. Me, even though my dream... But I had a dream that the Warriors won. Yeah. That's, and I've only ever had two dreams about footy. Yep. 
So is your sure high, sure thing also Panthers to win? Panthers to win. That's my sure. For the week. Yes. Yep. What are you going? Ooh, Dolphins. That's your, wow, that's they're good. They're the outsiders, and I reckon they're morals. Yeah. Absolute morals. Um, anyway, we'll see how that ages. Um, <laughs> one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Joey Manu's back for the Chooks. Any team that's got Joey Manu mm. and James Tedesco in a back line, that's tough assignment. But I still think the Warriors make a big fight of this. They do. Yeah. What I about mean, the forward pack for the Warriors? You like that? Yeah, I do. I I, I love Harris. I love Tahu Harris. Um, and Jackson Ford, the the St George. No, yeah, he's great. Dragons, Illawarra Dragons, uh, who were, every time we spoke to players in the offseason, they said, who's your best trainer? It's Jacko. Yep. So why didn't he really – what happened there? Why didn't he really get a get a crack? Yeah, he, he just was like a fill-in. Yeah. It felt like he was in for one or two games for a suspension or a short-term injury. He'd come in. He was like named in the 17 and would drop out. He just never really got any momentum and good on him. The Warriors gave him that lifeline. He plays 80 minutes in round one and killed it. And look, you can't begrudge someone for leaving for an opportunity like that. No. I hope he goes on and he and he does really well. We've seen it a lot, Dragons fans, with players leaving the club and going on and getting a, a good run at other clubs and yeah. getting some success. So, yeah, I, I hope he does really well over there in the Warriors. i tell you who I'm a fan of, Mitch, Mitch Barnett. I'm yeah. a big fan of him. If he can keep, if he can stay on the field, I know he gets a little. I know a he, gets, he gets a little bit of red mist. But he's got a bit offload in him. And yeah, and he's playing up front now, and this seems to be the way they're doing smaller front rowers because obviously the game's getting a little bit quicker. But <laughs> I, I really like him. You feel the Walker and Barnett signings would give him a bit of fire, the Warriors, and you could see Walker. I think I can't remember who it was for Newcastle that hit. I think it was Adam Elliott that hit Walker late, and then there was a bit of a a scrum thereafter and they sort of lifted there and the night sort of dropped off and you could sort of see that Barnett and Walker might do some good things for the Warriors forward pack. Interesting. Uh, Wild Panther. He said, boys, the only thing cracking at Penrith at the moment is our trophy cabinet display. <laughs> we can't fit any more in there. Yeah, that's fair enough. They could have fit a world <laughs> club, challenge. club challenge in there. <laughs> no, they've got a few. What's that? It's at their third, fourth, yeah, third, fourth. Yes, yes, yes. Third sort of batch, yeah. Fourth, fourth premiership. I never ever converted one into a world club challenge. Oh, zero. Yeah, zero and four. Zero. Okay. Yep. Um, All right, there's your Dolphins and Raiders. So you're you're very keen on the Dolphs. Yep. Sure am. So they're missing Papali'i. They're missing Rapana, yep. Canberra, and they're on the road again after a, it's a tough trip. Always going up there to Cowboys to North Queensland. To, yeah. So keen on that. Um, we move on. This is all thanks to Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. So that brings us the round two preview. So go check them out. You get you basically buy footy cards, yeah. NFT footy cards, or they, I suppose they're NFTs, and uh, away you go. You need to own that player to have it in your fantasy footy team. Dolphins and the Raiders, this is going to be pretty special, Brian. Going back to KO Stadium, the joint is going to be absolutely pumping. Mm. No, it's a sellout. It's, yeah, I can imagine it would be. Uh, and they're all up and about after last week. But rugby league, mm. tough game. Tough game played by tough people. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> it's tough to come up back from that um, emotion that was so up. I know you, you think that, you know, the Raiders have had, had a tough week in, in trouble, which they have. I, I think the change of scenery is a gift for them. Okay. Okay. 
Mm. Were, were you happy with their halves last week? Enough, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 